0: Welcome to Crunch Time Sports Podcast.
1: My name is Jack. And I'm Cal, And I'm Lawrence. And we will focus on various sports topics that affect players, coaches, and the entirety of sports leagues.
0: So join the conversation in the Crunch Time community.
1: Welcome to the Crunch Town Sports Podcast. I'm your boy, and I'm your boy, Bones. And today we're going to talk to you about the Last Dance documentary. We're going to give you our favorite moments. We're going to um, give you what we have learned about MJ from the documentary that we didn't know before. And we're gonna answer the question, Does um, M- is MJ's GOAT status uh, solidified after watching the documentary? And then we're gonna discuss MJ versus LeBron. All right, Bones, so what was your uh, favorite moment?
0: One of my favorite moments on the on the documentary was just seeing the raw, unfiltered emotions that he had. Seeing that he also had a little bit of disdain towards Scotty, even though he helped him win six championships. Um, also, the fact that um, that it gave us a touch of the real Michael Jordan. Like not not what you see in the media or what you saw in the old footage of when he was playing in the interviews. But the actual real side of him, the the, the emotional side, the um the you ever see him as a human instead of just a basketball player.
1: Yeah, man, I agree, bro. Um... We, we was able to see, like, the, just the emotion and just the um, real life aspect of, of MJ, like how he became the uh, greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, one of my favorite moments was, uh, and I was surprised uh, that, uh, that he revealed that uh, the flu game, uh, he didn't actually have a flu, he had food poisoning because he had pizza that, uh, that night before the game. Uh, I think that was in New York when he had pizza and he uh, got food poisoning. So, but it's crazy he was still able to play through that.
0: That just goes to show you um, Jordan's great playing ability and his drive. Also, if you think about it, that helped what solidify Gatorade as as an extra brand that it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did. It did.
0: And then the red and black. I think it's the 12s. Are they 12s? I think the 12s. Um, the flu games.
1: Yeah, those shoes. Yeah.
0: But, or should they be called food poisoning?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need so, to change the name of
0: Did that take away. um, What?
1: Do we now know what it was? you feel like that takes away from his legacy? Not necessarily, because I mean, obviously the flu was worse, but he still was able to play through an illness, and I feel like uh, you should take that away from him, regardless of what the illness was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I don't think no, that doesn't like tarnish his legacy or put like a stain on his legacy. I, I, I just feel like it, it elevates it even more. But another favorite moment, when um, um, he had called out Horace Grant for um, uh, releasing team info to the media. And then uh, during one of the games, uh, Horace, he did have a good game. So as I got back on the plane on a flight back, uh, to Chicago, he um, he told the flight attendant not to serve Grant his uh, dinner because he felt like he didn't deserve it. I was like, man, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> that was, was,
0: was kind of fucked up. to Me. It was
1: it was it was messed up, but I feel like it was yeah. like one of the defining moments of the documentary because it, it was a lot of people were saying that he didn't really have like good relationships with some of his players. Well, I mean, yeah. some of his teammates.
0: Yeah, I think. I think the main one that he was kind of close to was Scotty. That was like his quote unquote best friend. Um, I think Dennis Rodner was more of his associate. Everyone else was kind of just like there for the ride. Even though Steve Kerr hit that big shot. And, um, well, Steve Kerr, BJ Armstrong, and Donnie Paxson John Paxton um contributed as well. So it's like oh and my harper.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's like it's kinda of hard to just say, oh, he didn't have a good game, but he helped contribute to it though.
1: True, true. So, um, do you have another moment, Phil? Another moment, uh, that you wanna share?
0: Um, yes. Well, it wasn't one of the best moments, but it was a moment nonetheless. Um, talking about when he. Oh, the uh, Isaiah Thomas thing. With him being kicked out of the dream team, or him not being put out of the dream team.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like was missed it.
0: Um, I feel like it wasn't just a Jordan thing, but because he was the de facto leader, um, and the most. Polarizing
1: it made it was what it was his words instead of so it was a collective agreement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Oh, uh, well, you know, we don't have any more moments you wanna talk about. Uh let's jump into like what well, like what have you learned from learned from uh the documentary, like what have you learned about MJ that you didn't know before?
0: Um what I didn't learn, what I didn't know before, was that it allowed for me to see MJ in a different light. I was, used, I was used to seeing him as the goat. You feel me? And which he is, but technically it's Bill Russell, and then after him, technically it's Robert Lori But want to talk about them? Um, it um it just shows that he's human. You feel me? He's not as perfect as you as you like to make and we all like to make him
1: change. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, we all have our flaws and stuff and whatnot. Um, but what I learned was I didn't know like how like hard he was on his teammates like that, like during you know, the practices, like. He just, he was just hard on his teammates and he wanted everybody to strive and be the best that they could be and just his work work ethic, how he prepares for games and stuff like that. And, um, man, like, like you said, he is the GOAT. I never questioned that, but after watching it, I was, I feel like I was like, yeah, that's his, his status as the GOAT. Um. Like it's no question, no other question that need to be asked or answered. Like if you watch the documentary, or if you grew up watching Michael Jordan, then you know that he's the best player of all time. So let me ask you
0: this: um,
1: Would you put Kobe as number two? Is it is it is it a one or a two? Yeah, I think he's the closest player that's. He, he, he was the closest to Jordan. Like, I don't consider LeBron as the closest, which we'll get into later. So I feel like, and doing the documentary, they had, him and uh, Kobe, had they had a nice relationship. It was like big brother, little brother. And like when they first met each other when they played, when he played against Kobe, I think I was like doing like Kobe's rookie year or something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, he was just so surprised. He was like, man. I see that Laker boy out there, he he's killing us man, and I was like <laughs> it was kinda like a surreal moment. It was like he was kinda like he put himself in like a fan's point of view, a fan's perspective. Like he just looking back, looking at Kobe, looking at his game, to like, oh I see myself in him, like, yeah. So That yeah, mama mentality. Yeah. By the way, rest in peace, Kobe Brian. We miss him and we
0: love you.
1: Yeah, we miss you, Kobe, and Mama mentality. We all go push and strive to be the best that we can be in our respective careers and in our lives. But um, uh, uh, so did you ever question uh Jordan's girl status, bro? Like beforehand, before you watched the documentary, or like after the documentary?
0: Nah, for me, it was always solidified. I mean, it was something you really didn't need to know. Some
1: okay, things you may, may want to know, but it was like, why dig up things in the past? There's nothing you can know about right now. Yeah, true. that's true. Uh, So, hey, let's get into the good old MJ versus LeBron. Who is the GOAT? So, I did my research on this because I didn't know Jordan's stats like that because, you know, I was too young, but I did my research, so, uh, okay, during um, MJ's championship run, I looked up his stats, Uh, in 1991, the Chicago Bulls, they had uh, a 61 and 21 record, which was second best in the NBA, and during, During the playoffs, Jordan was averaging 31.1 points, six rebounds, 8.4 assists, and 2.4 steals. So uh, when I was doing my research, Jordan averaged either at 30 or over 30 points during those uh, championship runs. In 1992, uh, their record was... 67 and 15 that was the best record in the nba enjoyed an average 34.5 points 6.2 rebounds 5.8 assists and two steals man um well it was a dip from from uh 1991 and 1992 in assists but the rest of the numbers were pretty much the same um in 1993 their record was 57 and 25, third best record. So they stayed in the top top five uh, each year that they were uh, in the running for their championships. And Jordan averaged 35 <laughs> points, 6.7 rebounds, six assists, and two steals that year. Uh, in 1996, uh, they had the best record in the NBA for most wins in a single season, was 72 and 10. And Jordan averaged 30, uh, five rebounds, four assists, and 1.8 steals. If But if you want to round it up, i round run it up to two steals. Uh, in 1997, uh, the record was 68 and 13. Uh, Jordan averaged 31.1 points, 7.9 rebounds, 1.8 assists and 1.6 steals. And I don't know how the stats for the last year, I couldn't find those. Uh, I guess they was like, oh, it's, it's just irrelevant because-
0: We're doing, we're waiting, for, uh, we're waiting for Washington?
1: No, not Washington. It was like the last championship year with the uh, Bulls. It was 98. Uh, uh, I got him. Oh, you do? All right. Yeah, he, uh, he averaged points per day. He
0: averaged 28.7. Uh, blocks, I have a block name, 1.7 steals, 3.5 assists, uh, 4.2 defensive rebounds, 1.6 offensive rebounds, Free percent of the 78 of a three point I mean, of a, of a free throw shooter. Um, He averaged out of a free throw at 8.8. He had 6.9. He was a 47% free throw uh, I mean field goal shooter, 48% two point shooter. He was a two, two hundred point, two three eight percent in three point uh, percentage minutes per game. He played in thirty eight, thirty eight point eight game, I mean, thirty eight point eight minutes per game.
1: You played now 82? Yeah, that's, man. Well, back then, that was rare. I mean, yeah. It, back, I mean, back then, yeah, that was like the norm, but now it's rare, so. But um, that last year, uh, that last year, that record was 62-20. and 20, And Jordan's overall finals record is 6-0. Went six times and won all six times. You, you, you guys watching the catch? You know your average, like, damn
0: near. 23.8.
1: Man, that's still good. But I didn't really want to go into Washington, bro, because, you know, that was like his, his last year. And he, he, they, did, they didn't do anything in Washington, so. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, here, yeah, you didn't did
0: join that. I'm
1: doing LeBron. Yeah, I was just about to tell you to go ahead. All right. <laughs> okay. Hold oh, on,
0: Okay. Um, for Cleveland, we, as as we all know, he came out in R-3-0-4. He averaged twenty point nine points per game, zero point seven blocks, one point six steals, five point nine assists, four point two defensive rebounds. I mean, yeah, rebounds, one point. Uh, thirty offensive rebounds. Seventy-five uh, th- percent uh 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 free throw shooter. He's a forty-three percent field goal shooter. He's he a forty-three percent two pointers. He's a twenty-nine percent three point shooter. So that was what he would dare him to shoot out outside the three. and want him to shoot out outside the three. They knew he wasn't gonna make it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, most definitely. But uh, well, that's, that's one thing that pop at you right there, that Jordan's the better shooter between the two players. Um,
0: let's see. Um, Second year in the league, he averaged 27.2, which means he went up damn near seven points and almost, almost, what, 8 points? points from his rookie season. He averaged um, 1.8% pounds a game. He dipped down in turn numbers from 3.5 to 3.3. He still averaged 0.7 blocks. He got 2.2 steals. He got 7.2 assists. Uh, six point, no, six rebounds and 1.4, uh, opposite rebounds. He went from a 70, oh, well, he's, uh, he, that's it. <laughs> he was a 75% screen throw shooter, um, a 50% field goal, a 50% field goal shooter, a 50% field goal shooter. Um, A 49% three-point shooter, a 35% three-point shooter, which he he's going up each year. Third in the league, he averaged 31.4 points a game, which is a huge boost, Uh, 3.3 turnovers, 0.8 blocks, 1.66. 6.8, Six point eight, no, six point six steals. Six point one defensive rebounds, zero point nine offensive rebounds. Um, let me see. in the league, he averages. 27.3, I don't know why he dropped down, he shouldn't have had, 3.2 turnovers, um, 0.7 blocks, 1.6 steals. 6.0 assists, 7.1,
1: Are these his, uh, his career stats or playoff stats, bro? Career stats, career stats. I'm sorry, y'all. These are his career
0: stats.
1: Um, all right. You don't really have to go through all the career stats, bro, because, you know, we <laughs> will be out here talking about that all day. You can just, like, finish up whatever year you're on and then go to his playoff stats. If you don't have his playoff stats, I have it right here in front of me. All right. You
0: know
1: what? I'm done, man. <laughs> <What's the point? laughs> all right, so... His playoff stats, uh, his playoff career stats was 28.9 points, uh, 8.9 rebounds, 7.1 assists, 1.8 steals, uh, 50% of field goal shooting percentage, uh, 33% three-point percentage, and 74% free throw percentage. And he's been to the finals nine times, and his record is 3-6. and so, yeah, that number, that number speaks out for itself, Mo. Uh Yes, he's been to the finals nine times, people. But he only won three out of the nine times. A three-assist record, that's 50%. That's not good. Uh, I know it's, I know we're in a different era of basketball. But if you want to be considered the best, then you have to do better than that. Now, if he would have had, like, a, Four, his record was like four and six, or maybe even five and six. Uh, then yeah, I I would consider him the goat, but he's not the goat. And uh, I looked up some extra uh, stats. Uh, so Jordan, he had five MVPs, regular season MVPs. Uh, LeBron had four. And uh, finals MVPs, Jordan had six, LeBron had three. Um, All-NBA team, uh, Jordan 11, LeBron 15, so LeBron got them there. Uh, All-defense, Jordan 9, and LeBron 6. And all-star appearances, LeBron 16, Jordan had 14. And Jordan had 10 scoring titles to LeBron's one scoring title and uh, we went through the playoff stats already so we don't need to go over that again uh that's pretty much it that's that's pretty much it you guys um the playoff totals uh lebron has played 239 playoff games Jordan has played 179 games Uh, LeBron has 6,911 points. Jordan has 5,987 points. LeBron has 2,122 rebounds. Jordan has 1,152 rebounds. Uh, LeBron got got him assists with 1,687 to Jordan's 1,022. Uh... Steals, LeBron got, got him over. Uh, blocks, LeBron has him over that. And LeBron has committed the most uh, turnovers. Uh, and LeBron has played the most minutes. But um, yeah, I'm gonna just say this. Uh, obviously Jordan, he's the better shooter based off of what me and Ball have found while we was doing our research. Um, Now it seems like LeBron, he's a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball and rebounding. Uh, I give him that. I give him the edge in that. But this is one thing I'll point it out. During the documentary, Jordan, he'll set his players up but most of the time. He will lead the game-winning drive to uh, win the game. When I know when it's LeBron's turn, or when it's time for him to like step up or or have that killer instinct, he doesn't really show it like that. He'll he'll rather assist the ball and pass it to an open shooter than just taking it to the hole and driving. Which I would like. Maybe towards the beginning of the career he used to do that a lot, but now I'm starting to notice. Maybe maybe it's because he's getting older that he doesn't drive. Doing those crucial moments in the game when I was like, "Bro, you should just drive. Like, you're big, you're strong. Like, just drive. You either go commit the foul, you either go make the shot and get the foul, or you go get the foul. Like, you're gonna have an opportunity to get points. That's that's what I'm looking at. How you feel about that, Ball?
0: I think you're right. I think um, I think he should drive more. But I understand where he comes from. He prefers to dish it off and get the assist. But man's always just being the man. He wants to allow somebody else to get the, get the, um, get the praise. Because if you think about it, he's going to get rewarded. Well, when they win the moves, they're going to be like LeBron. Compared to if he kicks it out. And Danny Green makes a shot, makes a game winning three. You know what I mean? Then it's like, okay, well, Danny Green made a game winning three. But it was LeBron James' precision passing that allowed for him to be open.
1: And that's another air I give him. I think he's a better passer. Way better passer. Better passer than Michael Jordan. Like, I, I'll give him that. Like, I like some. I like those passes that we seeing from him. He be he be setting up his teammates. So. You know
0: the,
1: the the behind the back dive that he be doing. Yeah, those or God, those or like, the kick
0: out ones. I was looking at um, you know, topic, but I was looking at um at a at a flat interview with Iman Shepherd, and he was like, "LeBron is just so cerebral. Cerebral, he can pinpoint where." that person gonna be or 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 he's looking off. And once once the opposing player gets off of his man and LeBron spots it, or oh, it's a wrap he uh, he's gonna dish it. Now it's up to that player to make the shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean you can't fault him for that. If he hits the player right up with a nice pass and they miss it, you can't fault him on that. Um but to me I don't think he'll ever surpass Jordan. Uh if he comes close to it, he'll have to improve that finals record and get some more MVPs. Um uh, but I think he's starting to kinda of
0: run out of gas a little bit. He's not he's not downgrading at all, but he's kind of you tell old age is starting to kind of creep up on him a little bit. Whereas he used to be really
1: not really injured prone, He's kinda of injured not as injured
0: prone,
1: but he's kinda of, you know had a few significant injuries. Yeah, he has like uh that gro that groin injury last year. Uh and then during the finals. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why he has uh he has the uh A D with him now, so let's see if uh, A D could you pass the torch to him and they see what. Uh, and he's going to step up. Yeah. I he said point where he's going to step up. Yeah, man. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully we all have for NBA season, you guys. Season's supposed to start on July 30th. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our audience, Bo?
0: No, but y'all have a blessed 4th of July. And enjoy your day. Thanks for coming in and checking us out. You can follow us at Crunchtown Sports Podcast. That's on Instagram. Crunchtown Sports Podcast again. That's on Twitter. You can check check us out on Facebook as well. And we definitely do appreciate you all checking us out.
1: Yeah, y'all be safe. Happy Fourth of July. Make sure you uh, social distance yourselves from others. Make sure you wear your mask. Uh, I want to give a few shout-outs to a couple of people. I want to give a shout-out to our biggest fan, Mr. G. We had him on the show uh, a few weeks ago. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, this cool guy from Bleacher Report, uh, Saul. Uh, his um, name is uh, Sinatra on Bleacher Report, if you want to follow him on Bleacher Report. Uh, you guys be safe, and uh, we'll catch y'all on the next episode.